Are you ready to dive deep into meaningful discussions, explore personal stories, and gain practical insights that can transform your approach to mental fitness? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Real Talk Mental Fitness Podcast, where open conversation and authentic connections come together to empower your mental well-being. I'm your host, Chinazom, and I'm so excited to have you here with us today. Actually, yeah, thank you for bringing the book. So I would love to kind of go to one key takeaway that you guys took from the book that we can share with others. Well, I wrote a few things down because okay. <laughs> otherwise I would have forgotten. <laughs> so I put, I think we've actually touched on a couple of the things before when I said, I think what your book has shown just because I'm like that probably quarter of the way through and it's like they, men know how they feel but they don't know how to um, show it. But reading your book, the experiences that they're sort of going through, they're already talking, they're already fixing it, and they don't realise they're fixing it because of the conversations that they're having, especially the first, like, as I said, 25, 30 pages of it. Mm. So that is one thing I think that the the book um, sort of said to me. And another thing, um, again, I think we've covered this as well, men are given very much mixed messages about who they are what they should be what they should portray again you're not allowed to cry you're not allowed to do this you're not allowed to do that and it is very it's confusing for men so you can understand why they have difficulty you know mm. sharing feelings or even you know even opening up and talking that is just so clear because i don't think they're sure of what they're supposed to be who they're supposed to be and just instead of just being themselves they they're trying to fit this one or they're trying to fit here and it's it's just confusing for them I think you know and then I put and I put for my journey which I think was one of the the last bits as well I think for me it's learning which battles are worth fighting which Mm -hmm. battles are worth taking on not everything is something that you need to fight for because ultimately you have to think about your own emotional spiritual mental well-being and if something is hurting you, it's not worth you going after it if it's going to hurt you in the long run. So I think that's what I've learned as well, is just to pick your battles, let stuff go. I talk to myself, I have conversations with myself all the time. And, you know, that's what real talk for me is talking to myself because I have a lot of conversations with myself. I argue with myself a lot, you know, just so when I'm, you know, first thing up in the morning in the shower and I'm saying, right, I'm not going to do this today. I'm not going to do that. And she said this to me and all these things are rolling in my head. And I yeah. I think what I've learned from that is breathe, leave it, hmm. let it, just, just let it go. It's not going to help you. And just pick the things that you know, concentrate on the things you know are going to give you, make you feel whole and make you feel peaceful and make you feel mm. happy. So that's what, you know, your book has done. So I hope I can take that on and, and use it for, for my members that I speak to anyway. Thank you so much, Dolores. That was, yeah, those were like three gems. Um, yeah. Did I just cut out again? Oh, this is oh, I'm back. Um, <laughs> Those are three gems, and I definitely love the conversation. I never even thought about that. The conversation with ourselves. And when you get further down, there's a chapter, I call it Conversations with Morpheus. And I used to learn how to converse with my, you know, I call it my guardian angel, or the, the voice in your head where it kind of helps you reason between that positive and negative. And it's easier to kind of just let things go. Um, 
and it's usually either in the shower or I don't know why it's either in the shower or in the bath where you're able to like you're able to just sift through and go okay we need to let that one go we need to let and I think yeah I love that you said that because that's something about real talk where people first of all need to have the good conversation with themselves so that they can actually express that to other people and I love the way you've, what you picked on about a lot of men we are doing this already where we're starting to have that conversation but we don't even know that we are doing it all that this is how it should be done and I think it comes to that that thing about the way society has said what it means to be a man if it puts so many men in this box where you don't even know how to be yourself you can't cry you don't know how you feel this and it's yeah I think that's a, a great thing if we can start to like rip up the script on what it means to be a man and just allow people to just be themselves and then we can start to like have more mentally fit people showing up as dads husbands brothers and everything and I think that'll be a good one yeah um I, I love the themes that you pulled out Dolores and and that's something that struck me too um so first of all it's like what I took from the whole book and all of the stories that you shared which I thought were brilliant because they were so relatable this is not like a self-help book where you're like Steve is a 47 year old man and Steve struck but it was just like oh yeah I deal with that shit too sorry am I allowed to say <laughs> yeah we can swear <laughs> You, you're, um, you're comfortable. This you is a swear-free zone. Well, swear, you can swear as much as you I'll want. Swear? <laughs> no, you can, you can, you can. You can, okay, good. But, but it's like, it's not just you and you're not alone. Like that's the, if if anyone is, you know, thinking about reading the book, I hope that's the, like the biggest takeaway. It's not just you. Everyone around you is struggling and dealing with the same issues. Hmm. Um, and what I also felt was like, to your point about this limited identity, there's so much pressure that I felt from the stories you shared of these men to like have it all together, to like be a good dad, to, you know, be the breadwinner, to be successful, like all of this responsibility that they put on themselves. And, and then there's no outlet, right? So you have all of this pressure building that, you know, we kind of impose on men is like, here's what it looks like to be a man and they just take it. Um, so I, I love your idea about like breaking up what it means to be strong, like being vulnerable and sharing your feelings is, is really true strength. Um, and like rethinking what it looks like, um, to be a man. And the other thing I love that you, you called out the, the chapter with Morpheus. So I love, I love that your higher self is Morpheus. Um, <laughs> Because they have they, to be cool. I couldn't yeah, have it to oh, be cool. Totally, I, can, I totally, I totally see it. I love it. Um, it's like this, we need to create space for ourselves to access that higher self or that wisdom that knows. Like, so yeah, I'm with you, Dolores, like in the shower, like, like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But like, if we can find a moment of, and I love that you talk about mindfulness in the book, just to like create that awareness and space to say like, okay, that's what one part of me is saying, like, let me go to Morpheus or my higher self or, you know, Elisa, right? Like, you know, is that really true? Hmm. Like, I feel like that's, it's real for me now, right? Like I can feel that, but is it really true? Is that really who I am? Hmm. Um, just, I think that is really hard to find because we're all so busy. 
And it also is scary to stop, right? Like a lot of us are so busy so we don't have to stop and feel and really be with whatever's there. But if we can find like a moment to pause, um, I think that was just like a beautiful story, Chenazam, about what's possible if we can really tune into our own wisdom. I love I love that answer. Thank you so much, Alisa. And and I do believe what you just said kind of hit a note for me that a lot of us are so scared to pause because we're actually scared to really tune into that conversation that we're having or to even listen to our higher self because sometimes we're like, I don't really like myself or I can't recognize myself. And I can't, I think that's why I really had to get the book out was I felt the pandemic and I'm not saying that I wish the pandemic to happen again. It was horrific. So many lost of life, but there was... There was something about all of a sudden people were forced to stop and you had to really look at yourself in the mirror and think, shit, I, I don't actually like myself. I don't recognize. And then you can either decide to like dive back into the the noise and, and so that you don't listen to it, or you can actually think, okay, how can I start to do something that I'm going to like while seeing the mirror again and tune into that? Uh, we saw the worst of the worst during the pandemic didn't we and then we also saw the best of the best you know because they they were just completely two different you know sort of sides but so you definitely see the worst in people sometimes you know but Mm. not pretty the both of you have left me with i never realized the importance of the real talk with yourself first then real talk with others around you and i never even thought about this but trying to connect to your higher self first and then that will help you show up better when you choose the people you're going to be vulnerable and sh- and sh- how to be more vulnerable by when you actually you're listening to your higher self yeah it's your gut you know and your gut also knows you know it, but how many times do people say look just if your gut is telling you something i know it's right, you know it's you can't it's not the wrong thing to do it's yeah. you're feeling that feeling for a reason so you go with that instinct mm. you know so scary to do though it's so scary to do where your brain's like but i don't i can't logically work it out (laughs) like but your gut is like no don't do it but your your brain is like but we have no we have nothing to go on and it's actually tuning into like okay how can i tune in more to that and i think like yeah your higher self is actually the person sending the messages through your gut and that's another takeaway is like learning to understand the emotions learning to carve out that time to tune into them so that we can yeah we can show up better even if it's going to the tree i mean my son goes to a tree he's got his own tree in the park across the way yeah he he said i'm going to commune with the tree and it's uh, you know to somebody else they think is he crazy but i understand what he means you know i I mean talk to the the squirrel and the fox that come in the garden you know that's my kind of thing but you know people some people think he's lost his mind but he it's a tree it's still energy so it's giving you something yeah his safe place where he feels comfortable and he can think and listen to his gut listen to his mind you know then that's not a bad thing is it 100 not a bad thing at all we need to spend more time in nature like that that's one thing i now live near loads of trees and i can't tell you how you can go to bed and think the world's ending and you're arguing with yourself and the moment you come out and you just start hearing all the birds and everything you're like actually no there's nothing's wrong <laughs> at all there's nothing wrong at all but if I was in the city and I jumped onto the tube, I'll just carry on that conversation and it'll just keep going on and on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Hello. guys, thank you. I can't thank you enough for this. This is really energy filling, just having this conversation. And thank you so much for the support. 
the insights from the book. Um, and I hope I can give back that support to you guys going forward. So oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And it's lovely to meet you too, Elisa. And no I hope problem. we get to, to meet again soon, to speak again soon. I love that. Yeah, thank you, Chenezan. And Thanks, keep this up. and that brings us to the end of another insightful episode of real talk we hope you've enjoyed today's discussion and have gained valuable insights into enhancing your mental well-being and productivity now before we wrap things up we have an exciting opportunity for you are you curious about your mental fitness score want to know how you can improve your overall well-being and boost your productivity? Well, we have just the thing for you. Head over to our show notes, where you will find a link to our exclusive mental fitness quiz. It's a quick and easy assessment that will provide you with a personalized score and actionable steps to enhance your general well-being and productivity. It's like having a personal coach in your pocket. And don't forget to subscribe to Real Talk on your favorite podcast platform. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know when we release new episodes filled with valuable discussions, expert interviews, and practical tips for leading a fulfilling life. You can also connect with me, Chinazom, on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for daily inspirations, updates on upcoming episodes, and behind-the-scenes peeks into the Real Talk community. Remember, your mental well-being matters, and taking small steps towards improvement can make a significant difference in your life. We're here to support you on your journey. Thank you for tuning in today, and a special thank you to all our listeners who have joined us on this incredible podcasting adventure. Your support means the world to us. Until next time, keep striving for a better version of yourself. Take care and stay mentally fit.